I've never known anybody to get them, you know, from, from breeders or from black market or what I'm sure there's a market for everything, but, um, no, everybody, cause there's so many here. Um, everybody seems to find them falling out of the nest or maybe babies that were attacked by cats or, or dogs is a common thing. So they find them wounded and they rehab them. about ferrets and other exotic pets. My name is Nairi and today's episode is about a wonderful pet squirrel. Enjoy! Pet, hello, would you like to introduce yourself to everyone? Sure, I'm Nick Senna and I live in Redondo Beach, California and Mm -hmm. I'm the father to an amazing, beautiful baby boy who happens to be a squirrel. (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) can you tell us a little bit about him? Sure. I rescued him when he was, I was told around six weeks to eight weeks old. Okay. So he was still maybe the size of my hand stretched mm-hmm. out and he was still a baby, but he, um, he could walk and, and, and eat on his own and, and move around and, and, um, you know, was old enough to be out of the nest. Okay. And when I found him, I found him in um, in my father's garage. I was getting ready to go to work. I was doing a load of laundry. And my father lives in Porter Ranch, California. And I remember going in the going in the garage and hearing something moving around in a, <laughs> an old file cabinet that my father has in the garage. And so I thought it was a cat or, you know, something, a raccoon, there's a lot of raccoons uh-huh. in my dad's area. So I went over to the file cabinet and I saw something little dart into the file cabinet where he used to have a bunch of uh, paint cans. And so I opened the door and a little teeny squirrel, I saw Sydney <laughs> in there. And I noticed he had a really short tail. And um, as he, he kind of like maneuvered around the paint cans, I noticed that he didn't quite look like other squirrels. He, his back legs were short. He didn't, uh, after, after looking at him, I noticed that he didn't have any back feet and he only had part of a tail. Um, so he was, he was terrified. So he's moving around these paint cans. I went in, um, went into my father's house to, you know, to get some peanuts. I laid some peanuts out. He came out, he came out, um, he was pretty friendly when he came out. So he came out, he wouldn't eat from my hand. He was a little apprehensive, but he smelled the peanuts, wanted nothing to do with them. And so I went in there and just got everything I could. I got handfuls of lettuce and a couple of grapes and laid it out for him. And he took to the lettuce right away, started eating the lettuce. And as he was eating, I was able to, to kind of pet him and, and, um, and give him love and, um, I noticed he was different from that, you know, because mm-hmm. normally you can't, can't really go up to wild squirrels and, and give them love, but I was able to pet him. And, um, and then I, I fed him. I had to go to work. I took my clothes out and put water out for him. And 
I left the garage door open, the back door to the garage that, that led to the backyard and the front, the sliding, sliding mm -hmm. garage door. I left them both open just in case you know, maybe he fell out of the nest and his, uh, his mom was looking for him or, you know, somebody was going to come back and get him. And mm -hmm. so I just left it open and, um, went to work and I was thinking about him at work, wondering how he was and, and, uh, came home a little bit early, came home early from work to check on him. And, um, you know, I couldn't see him, but I went back to the paint cabinet and there, or the file cabinet there he was. And so he was still there. I noticed he drank a little bit of the water that I put in a little cat bowl and, um, part of the grape was eaten and oh. then a lot of the lettuce was eaten. So I gave him more food and uh, he came out, he came out, ate a little bit. I pet him and uh, just spent, you know, spent like half an hour, an hour there. And um, at night I just closed up because it's not really safe. We have, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of different wild animals in my dad. So mm -hmm. I closed the garage, closed the garage door, put blankets out for him, oh. an old cat bed that we had. And uh, try to make it as comfy as I could. And, and then in the morning, he was still there. I opened, checked it out, kept the garage door open, and uh, fed him before I left work. Gave him some love. And I told my dad, I said, um, if he's still here tonight, then I'm, I'm adopting him. You know. And um, so he said, that's fine. My dad, my dad's an animal lover through and through. I mean, he, uh, I've had so many, so many cats in that house and so many litters of kittens in every bathtub. And my dad just has such a heart for animals. So I, um, uh, went to work. I was kind of excited about the, uh, the prospect of, you know, him still being there, even though I wanted mm. his mom to, to take him. Um, so when I got back from work, he was still there. So I closed up the garage, put him in a towel. He let me pick him up, let me put him in a towel. And he was so tiny and so cute. Mm. And, um, and just, I went to Petco, put in my room, put the old cat bed in there, went to Petco, got an enclosed cat bed, um, and just made it as comfy, you know, ripped up the blanket and made it as comfy as I could and just started reaching out and Googling everything I possibly could on how to take care of a squirrel, like how to domesticate a squirrel and, um, and then look for, for doctors and talk to people uh, on Facebook that would have any clue about how to take care of a squirrel or where do I take him and get him checked out. And, you know, all the, all the, the rumors or, you know, the myths about, oh, squirrels have rabies and, and, um, mm -hmm. you know, it might be, if he bites you, something might happen or, you know, it's not smart. So, um, I remember all these things from growing up and people say, and, um, so I talked to a couple of people. They said, check this one vet that was in Calabasas. And, um, so I gave them a call first thing in the morning. He slept great that night. And, um, in and the garage or did you bring him in? Huh? Was it in the garage or did you bring him inside? Oh, I brought him inside. Uh, I was staying at my father's at the time. This is about three years ago. I, mm -hmm. I, um, I kept him in my room to the side of the bed in the little cat bed. And I, before I went to bed, I kept checking on him. And, uh, he was just out, he was warm. And, um, and then the next morning I, I took it off work and I went to, um, to the vet. I took him to the vet mm -hmm. in the cat bed. He just stayed in the cat bed, total trooper. Um, he just, I mean, slept the whole ride, took him to the vet and it was just, I mean, it was meant to be, I, the vet said he had two pet squirrels himself, oh. I was able to get right in and, um, checked him out, said it's, 
it's not true that squirrels commonly have rabies. That's not true at all. They're actually one of mm -hmm. the cleanest animals, cleanest rodents. Um, and he checked them out, checked his teeth, gums, everything else. And he said he's in great shape. His back legs and his tail, he said, were probably chewed off from his, his father. Really? Um, that said that it's kind of a dominant thing that mm -hmm. male cats tend to do is to to attack you know or um, attack or kill the the males in the litter okay. so he said that's common amongst squirrels as well so he said that's most likely what happened it wasn't a cat attack or anything else it was it was that hmm. so he gave me some some pointers on taking care of him and said what should, he's so young he said what you're gonna have to do is you can feed him solid food but try to give him syringe or eyedroppers with goat's milk okay and see if you can if you can um feed him that way and um and then you're going to have to every time after you feed him because he's too young and this is something his mother would have to do for him he said you're going to have to wait a little bit after you feed him stimulate him so that he can go to the bathroom because he's too young mm. to go to the bathroom on his own so that was new and um so i did that for you know, with the little Q-tip and warm water. Every time after I fed him, um, I would do that until he went to the bathroom. And I would do this for, I think it was maybe a week or a couple of weeks. And I'm telling you, I was so happy. The first, I would come home from work four times a day to check on him, feed him, help oh. him go to the bathroom. When the first time I came home from work and I saw a little poop on that carpet, <laughs> I was so, so excited because <laughs> I knew he was going to be okay. I don't know if I was, if I was scared of him exploding or like, oh, yeah. you know, from not, I don't know what I was, you know, scared of, but I was just so happy, so happy <laughs> when I saw that he could go to the bathroom on his own, he can eat on his own. And, um, and then that was, that was the beginning stages of, uh, yeah, hmm. of our, uh, our life together. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so his legs were healed by that point? Like there were just little stumps or were there legs, scabs? Or? Squirrels, they get their, there's a, a lot of squirrels at, at my father's house that um, they're friendly and there's tons, especially in spring. Mm. And you'll notice, you know, squirrels are amazing at climbing up and down, hanging on trees, even mm. climbing drywall um, where they can just hang on their back feet. So he doesn't have that, that backbone um, and he doesn't have that, the muscles and the back feet. So right where his back leg would branch off into that, that bone where, you know, they get their, all their strength to jump and to climb. He doesn't have that. So it's just nubs that are formed over the bone. So it's like mm -hmm. a black, um, covering. So mm -hmm. his body just developed that same with his tail at the end of his tail, which is only about an inch and a half, two inches long, his actual bone, it's just a covering mm -hmm. over his bone. So yeah, but he, he doesn't even since being a baby, he doesn't even know that, uh, you know, he's different, any different than yeah. any other squirrel. I mean, he just, the good thing is at least he has his, his front, front of feet. So he mm. can climb. He just hops with his two hops with his two front, uh, two front feet and just can run up, but to get down, it's, 
he can kind of climb down slowly, but he, uh, I make it easy for him where it's, it's just tiered cat beds oh. and cat habitat. So he can just run up the side of one and then just hop down to make mm-hmm. it easier on him. Um, yeah. but in the wild, I mean, he could climb a tree, but if there's any kind of danger, um, or anything like that, it, it would be really hard for him. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that early on, it'd be really hard for him to kind of maneuver around or out of danger. So, um, but he, he doesn't, doesn't skip a beat. He doesn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. No different to him. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how old are squirrels when they leave the families? Um, I don't know much about them. We don't have them in Australia. So. Say that, um, say that one more time. Sorry. Um, how old are squirrels when they leave their nest or their mother? That I'm not completely sure on. Okay. Um, I know the mothers stay around the males. They impregnate the females. They, they do their thing in the springtime and then they, um, they're gone. So it's the females. But that they came away. back and ate the baby's feet. That's strange. I think it was right when they were born. It's, oh, uh, okay. It's, it could even, might not even have been his father. It could have just been another male squirrel seeing mm. those babies. Um, kind of like with cats where a tomcat will come around and see kittens and tomcats, I know from experience, which is sad at my dad's house, but tomcats will see that male kitten and mm. it's just, you know, survival of the fittest uh, for procreation. So they'll attack that kitten. I've yeah. seen that happen. So I, I'm assuming it's might be the same with, uh, with squirrels where a male squirrel probably saw the nest and mom was out getting food or whatever and, and did that. Hmm. So, but I think, uh, I think maybe they stay close to the nest, but they're out of the nest. I'm thinking, and don't quote me on that, but maybe four to six weeks, somewhere in there. So you think maybe he was out on an excursion with his mother and then they, he got left behind somehow. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So you've never caged him. He's always been just a free range. Um, you know what? I've, right now he is a. What do you want to? If you want to call it free range, he's uh, he's <laughs> just he's living the life now. But right. at there were months in in the beginning of his life where, in order to keep him at my father's house, there was an issue with not my father but my stepmother. Mm. So she did not want a squirrel in the house and mm-hmm. uh, father did not care. Love Sydney would come in and feed him all day long while I was at work and just loved him. But stepmother was worried about, you know, the, the dresser that was in there or this or that, or, you know, understandably so um, when you don't know, mm. you know, having a, a woodland creature in your house, what it's going to do. So, <laughs> I just to make sure that Sydney stayed in the house because he, he can't be released, you know, it's yeah. a while, especially after him being in the room for months. So to make it work on all parties, I bought, I looked at rabbit enclosures. I looked at big, you know, big um, rodent cages or mm-hmm. rat or hamster, like huge cages. But I decided to, go with making him a custom cage out of um, large dog cages. So what I did is I put them in the garage and made about six large dog cages into one and put ramps in there, built 
ramps and little uh put hammocks in there and little ins and outs and you know ramps or ramps along the side for him and just a bunch of stuff in there for him to play with a, a bed at the top bed at the bottom um just so he could have everything in there and be comfortable even though he hated it yeah. he hated it but he tolerated it so during the day whenever i was there he would obviously be out of the cage he'd be running mm -hmm. around and um and then whenever i had to go to work I would put him in the cage and he would fight and kick and scream and kind of bite at the, it was, it would just hurt my heart. He would kind of bite at the, the cage and just give me this look and try to get near me when I was leaving. And, mm -hmm. and, um, but to keep him in there, that's what I had to do. So the minute I got home, it's just boom, door yeah. open and just, he's running around. <laughs> and, um, it, it was so cute because I would literally walk out of the door and, or to go out of the room. And this guy would chase me, like wherever he was, he would see me walk towards the door and he would dart as quick as he can. He could be on the top of his cat cage or uh, top of his cage, looking out the window. He'll see me walk towards the door and he will run as fast as he can down half the cage, jump on the bed, jump on the floor and just run at me and just, you know, definitely does not want dad to leave. So, and then I'd come back, whatever I was doing, go out and uh, I'd come back and every time I come back, he'd be on the corner of the bedspread with his hands spread out, just waiting for me to come back. I'd open the door and he'd just run up, run up my leg and run towards me. And uh, just so happy I was home. And, you know, and likewise, it was, it was always so great just to open the door and just get that affection where he's just running at me and just so happy that I'm back. That's so good. Um, yeah, because that was going to be one of my other questions. What are squirrels like as pets? And that sort of answers it, that they are affectionate because... I've never heard of squirrels as pets except in a few movies. So, or like, no, um, of course, that's a few that's stereotypes right. of uh, sort of hillbilly um, people having squirrels as pets. And yes, you know. that is a total stereotype. <laughs> and you know, I don't know. I know I asked you. I know I asked you. Having a squirrel, it's uh, you think, okay, it probably lives in, um, you know, in the backwoods somewhere. And uh, or they're a Disney princess, so either one. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Either, either, or that's a big gap right there. Um, it, that's a loaded question. It's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, um, it's not for the, anybody who is obsessively compulsively, um, clean, anybody that has, yep. you know, issues with has to have everything, uh, perfectly clean does not like their animal to, um, make a mess anywhere. This is the completely wrong animal for you. Um, <laughs> this <laughs> but, I saw his food before, and that was um, all over the place. It looked like a it had a oh, food he, party there. So that's nothing. And this is after mm. vacuuming twice today. <laughs> so he and actually uh, this morning I sanded the bed area where it's wood around the bed oh. and uh, sanded that, painted it, and this is just what goes hand in hand with having a squirrel. So. He, uh, he has to grind his teeth down like yep. any rodent. He has to grind his teeth down in, uh, in order to live. Like his teeth will keep growing. If he doesn't grind them down, it will literally puncture the top of his mouth and he will die. So um, hamsters, rats, squirrels, they all have to do this. So mm. he has to chew wood. And <laughs> when having a squirrel is amazing they are affectionate 
And this guy is amazingly affectionate. He will wake up and he'll be waiting for me. He wakes up at about six. He'll be waiting for me to get up. He'll keep looking. He'll hear, he'll mm. he'll hear me rustle in bed or <laughs> hear my alarm go off. He'll perk up. He'll look. He'll wait for me to get up. I'll go shut my alarm off. I'll give him food. I'll say hi. I'll give him love for a sec. I'm half asleep. And I'll usually go back to bed for about half an hour. He will, the minute I get up, he runs down to the middle of his cat habitat. He has, as you saw, he has three cat habitats all put together. Mm-hmm. So he'll run to the middle, which is his play section, where <laughs> it's got blankets and he has a stuffed duck. He has his um, stuffed, you know, skunk, all these little toys, mm-hmm. like cat toys. <laughs> and he'll run down there and he'll look at me and he'll start wrestling and throwing his toys around. And so in the morning when I'm waking up, I make my tea, I go over to him and I just sit down and uh, he'll hug a duck and I'll throw him around on the duck, you know, and I'll move around and then I'll throw that duck and he'll go upside down and run around. like for an hour every morning, it's playtime with Babe. So he uh, plays with cat toys, he attacks him, he like runs and jumps on him. That's his playtime. And uh, we have that every morning. Also in the middle of his playtime, he'll have love time. Like he'll have, he'll have to get his hugs in. And this is what is so unusual. People think would never think this. So we'll literally play with his toys for about half an hour and he'll have to hug my hand. He'll stop. He'll hug with both his, his hands as tight as he can. And he has to nuzzle his nose in between my fingers right here. Like making a fist, he has to nuzzle his nose right there. It's just, it's like his security blanket, you know, maybe because he did leave the nest earlier. He's so loving and has to do this. Um, I don't know, but it's, he is such a love bug. He'll have to hug and he'll like close his eyes. He'll nuzzle and he'll like just keep his nose in between my fingers and then he'll stop. He'll drop it and he'll run to the next toy. He'll play, (laughs) play for like five, 10 minutes. He'll come back. He'll have to like run up and just hug my hand and, just stay there like he loves affection and then okay so this is just walking you through like my day with him yeah doing that i cut up some fruit which is always different depending on the time of year and what he's going through because they go through a kind of hibernation period Hmm. so right now in spring i'll play with him i'll cut up an orange or i'll cut up he loves avocado cut up avocado and or an apple more citrusy and uh and put a couple grapes out there and i'll put it on his little cat habitat he'll eat that as throughout the day as he as he wants they say they can eat up to one-fifth of their weight which is healthy for them to eat up to one-fifth but he just grazes all day i keep his fruit out for him and i'll go on the patio have tea he'll run around on the patio and uh, play in the succulents that i have out there and uh (laughs) He'll run up on me, like sit on me. He'll lay on me Why I'm having my tea and just want to be pet, kind of like a cat. And oh. um, I'll come in, he'll come in. And then I put music on for him. I put reggae or country or whatever and just leave the screen cracked. And so he could hear the ocean. I live by the ocean so he could hear the ocean. And he just will literally chill and lay on his stomach, hanging over his little cat habitat all day and or sleep, take naps here and there. And um, he is just, he just chills. He kicks it, he's got the music going on. 
<laughs> and um, and then when I get home, I usually get home late. So when I get home, he'll be sleeping and he'll always wake up because he wants to be kind of like tucked in. And so he'll wake <laughs> up, he'll make sure I go over there. First thing I do is give him love. So I walk over there, he'll grab my hand, he'll make me pet him. And uh, I just give him love for about 10 minutes until he lets go. And then he just knocks out. So he's, he is so affectionate. You wouldn't even, nobody would know. Um, <laughs> but he's an amazing pet like that. The, the other side of it is, um, which does not even come close to outweighing that side, the loving side. Mm -hmm. The other side of it is he is adventurous and mm -hmm. he has to try all different and i'm telling talking about all different consistencies of everything from baseboards to moldings to cables to um coffee tables to couches he has to try mm. all different consistencies for his teeth to find what he loves um mm -hmm. and what works for him so i mean i could be sitting here and just watching tv or whatever and he'll just walk right in front of me do 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 He'll walk up to the baseboard and just nip and nip a chunk that's like an inch thick out of the baseboard. I'm like, babe. And he'll walk over, <laughs> walk to the coffee table, boom, nip. And he has to try everything. So I have drywall patch. I have wood filler. <laughs> I have paint. Um, anywhere you move, you can already pretty much kiss your security deposit goodbye. Um, yep. Having a squirrel. But... Uh, <laughs> It's it's so rewarding. Like he is he is the best pet in the world. He's loving, affectionate, but uh, he does create a mess. From the nuts he eats in the morning as a treat to little pumpkin seeds I give him, he just shreds even the grapes. He'll shred the skin off a grape, and uh, I'm vacuuming. You know, like I said, when I get home, when I wake up, with a little hand vacuum, um, because he also does not know when he goes to the bathroom. He's kind of like oh. a bird in that in that respect. Okay, I didn't know that. So they don't have a, a spot that they like to go. They just go wherever they are at the time. Yes. He, okay. it's, it's, he does have his usual spots where I put his water bottle, which his water bottle I have fastened to one of his cat habitats, which is just a hamster, you know, water feeder, upside down water mm -hmm. feeder. So he drinks out of that. And usually he'll go to the bathroom where his water is. So, okay constantly cleaning the one platform where his water is on his cat habitat um, because he does go to the bathroom there after he drinks water. And when he wakes up at night, the funny thing is he doesn't know when he goes, but he will not go in his bed. So that's, okay. that, I don't know how exactly that works, but he won't go to the bathroom in his bed, which is great. But anywhere else, he just, he can't control it. He'll go to the bathroom um and then number two i mean he can literally jump from his cat habitat to my shoulder and he'll go number two like eight times in air and has no clue he's doing it so he's just like a bird in that respect so okay i'm constantly cleaning and vacuuming and like cleaning the floor down and it's just it is what it is you know like i said it's not yeah. even a small it doesn't even uh come close to to outweighing the love and affection and no. what an amazing pet he is and they're not the only pets that have that sort of problem. I mean, there's the birds and the rabbits that constantly yes <laughs> going and chewing on things too. So it's not there. You go really. exactly. Yeah. So it's no different than a than a rabbit. Um, mm. No different at all. You know, it's just um, he's 
it would probably be a little more uh, entertaining and interesting if he did have his back legs, because yeah. then there would be an issue with him getting into more places. <laughs> um, right now it's, you know, he can't get up to the bed and he can't climb the stucco over the, the balcony. And you know what I mean? He can't get on certain areas, yeah. but if he did have his back, it would be a different story. He'd be all over everywhere. Does he like exploring everything or is it just biting that he likes exploring? He loves exploring the patio and the plants. Um, anything new in the house, it's so cute because he'll do that, you know, that like skitsy, I call it skitsy squirrel, where <laughs> he'll, anything new. And I could put the remote control down on the floor. If he's never seen it on the floor before, <laughs> he will hop around it and jump around it, jump back, and his tail will be like just whacking like up and down and he'll make this little bark and he will walk around in circles around it and just for a while it's it's so cute anything new like he is leery very leery about then once he gets used to it he'll explore it yeah and i'm thinking of the ice age squirrel here does he like hiding things <laughs> like stashing things around the place and forget where they he are does. he does he uh as I'm talking to you right now, I'm looking under my fridge and I see an actual nut that he just put under my fridge. Um, this guy, the funny story is high, he does it in overdrive during hibernation periods, which are mm -hmm. his hibernation period is in the fall. It starts and it goes through winter and then he comes out of it in the beginning of spring. So I don't live where it gets very cold. It's, it's always, there's no, you know, the coldest we get is like 50 something degrees, mm -hmm. um, in the, you know, deep winter, it's, it doesn't get too cold here. So, but it's just his body and it'll yeah. shift and his metabolism will shift and he'll grow an extra layer of fur. And like, so he goes through it, but the first hibernation I remember was at my dad's where he never hid anything. I would feed him, I'd give him nuts, whatever. And he would, he would just eat it, leave it. And all of a sudden, I think it was around October, I think it was October to the beginning of November, there was this shift where he would have to hide everything I gave him. He would not eat anything. I'd give him a grape, he would hide it, hide it in the bed. Yeah. I'd give him a nut and I'd walk in, I'd walk into my, uh, I'd give him a nut, he'd play, eat it. He'd throw it around, act like he's going to eat it, set it down until I left. I'd go out the door, I'd come back in and I'm like, babe, what are you doing? And he's just on the counter, like on my dresser, <laughs> hiding a nut inside the printer. And he'd like, look at me. And he, with his, his legs, he'd like tuck it in while he's looking at me, like I'm not doing anything. And um, from that point on, it was just that October, I think when his body got old enough, um, he started hiding everything. So now he does and he's still, he'll eat the food, the fruit, um, fruit that i leave out for him but any nuts he'll hide in the planters he'll hide underneath the pillow it's anywhere he can i find him all the time in my bed um but yeah he he loves hiding stuff he does does he come back to them or not um surprisingly half the time okay half the time like he'll hide them in my bed and he will not know they're there and he'll hide them in the planter the thing with the planter is, you know, because it gets moist and he'll hide walnuts in the shell in the planter, he'll forget about them. He'll get adventurous and he'll go and find a walnut that's been there for three months and he'll crack it open. And, you know, the, 
the walnut inside is all moldy and so it's mm-hmm. like uh and then he won't eat it of course but yeah yeah uh, i'd say about half the time he'll remember where he hit it yeah mm. <laughs> yeah i heard that squirrels are a big reason why trees grow because they hide the hide the nuts and then the tree grows because they forgot yes. about it so, hmm. i believe that <laughs> um Oh, yeah, I was going to ask, are there any legalities regarding having a pet squirrel? Like, do, do you have to get a license or anything, or can anyone just adopt a squirrel? That um, in California, help? no. California, it's – they're considered exotic animals, so you cannot – or wild animals, excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. So you cannot legally own one. It's, okay. I'm, it's like a ferret in California. You cannot yeah. – you go state to state. Nevada, I don't know, I don't, I believe it's Nevada, but other states you can own ferrets as pets. Yeah. California is pretty strict on what you can own. So California, no, you cannot adopt them. You can't, you know, breed them. You can't own, quote, own them as pets. Um, but you can go other states over and it's fine. So with that being said, it's the same as getting care for a ferret or any other type of, quote, wild animal where... Mm-hmm. There are vets all over, especially, you know, living in LA, there are vets all over that work on exotic animals from birds to ferrets to, um, I know two doctors, Sid's doctor's amazing. Um, the vet he goes to, they're amazing. They love him. And, um, they work on, you know, on squirrels. Like they have exotic animal, um, vets that'll work on him. They know everything that's going on with him and. So yeah, he has a, he has a great vet here. Nobody's ever said anything. I mean, wherever I move, I, cause everybody, everybody I've ran into women and men, they're, they're like, they just tell me that's so awesome. You have a squirrel. Mm. Like, I wish I had a squirrel as a pet or, you know, overseas I had a squirrel as a pet, but here I can't find one or, you know, everybody's loves Sydney and, um, and, uh, it's never been an issue. Even anywhere I move, it's. You know, the first place I was kind of leery about it years ago where they said, okay, do you have any pets? And I think I, uh, I took the, the generic, you know, description of, I said, I have a rodent, um, (laughs) that has a cage. So he does have a cage when I take him to the doctor, but, um, he's not in a cage. So I have a rodent and obviously people assume it's probably a, a rat or a hamster or whatever, um, because nobody has squirrels. So that's how I first did it. And then now it's just everybody, everybody knows where I live. They know, um, I mean, everybody loves him. He did bite the maintenance guy. Um, so that was a thing, but still he's, uh, he's yeah. Everybody is, is completely cool with him, but technically, you know, it's, it's not, not a most legal thing now. Right. So do you have to go and find these vets that will accept him in some sort of secret manner? Or is it just an open Oh no, it's, it's complete. It's completely open. It's, it's okay. one of the things that it's, it's, you know, it's a, uh, it's a law, but it's one of those, like, nobody, nobody cares. No, no vet okay. cares. Um, you know, going to Petco, going anywhere. It's just, everybody's, there are so many people that do have squirrels. Like I talked to, um, the women at, you know, at the, uh, like Petco or different places and um, oh yeah, you know, so-and-so has three squirrels and this and that, that they're not just rehabbing, they keep them. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, this and this, she said, this works good or they love this toy or they love this, uh, 
this treat and then taking them to the vet. It's, I just, I called a couple of vets and, mm -hmm. um, and just said, you know, do you have work on squirrels? And it's, uh, they do work on squirrels. So there's no hiding anything. It's, you That's know, good. yeah, I'm not, not playing them off as, well, this is a very small cat that, you know, <laughs> he has hair issues and no. <laughs> I was just asking because um, in the ferret community, there's a lot of fear about people in California not wanting a ferret because they're worried about getting in trouble. So, um, or not being you know, able to find a vet. So that's, that's interesting. But I guess the squirrels are there in the wild. So it makes more sense. No, that's, that's actually a, that's good you bring that up because I've long time ago, I had a friend that had ferrets and I have, I've had family that had ferrets. All they do is they go out to, they're, they're actually very common, more common than having squirrels mm. um, where they go to Nevada and buy ferrets and bring them back and they bring them yeah. back as pets. So they were legal to buy them there here. It's, I've never ran into anybody. And this is just my experience. I've never ran into anybody. And I've known probably three or four people in my life that have had ferrets and um, mm. never ran into anybody that had a legal issue with them. Okay. Getting food is easy. They sell it at different pet shops, um, habitats. They sell at different pet shops. Um, and taking them to a vet, there are a lot of vets that, that work on ferrets. You don't have to hide okay. anything. You just tell them, you know, it's just, you, they're exotic animal vets. So okay. it's, it's totally, yeah, they would not have a That's problem. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have to be careful, like if someone else is listening to this, um, do you have to be careful about what kind of vet you go to for your squirrels? Um, like are there ones that, like with ferrets, there's a thing where, vets say yeah I can take a ferret but then they don't actually know anything about ferrets is it like that for squirrels as well like do you have to find a squirrel expert basically um I would add I would ask just like taking any kind of maybe exotic breed of dog or cat or um you know if you have like a lynx or you have an exotic type of cat um, I know it's still a cat, but you would want to find a doctor that maybe had experience dealing with them mm. or specific issues that would come up with that animal. I would think it would be the same. Okay. Um, just calling and doing your due, due diligence and seeing how long they've worked with that animal and um, just finding the right doctor, just as we would find the right doctor. Mm. Yeah. Um, so most people who are getting squirrels, are they just getting them out of nature or are they buying them from people or breeders or out What's of happening <laughs> out of nature from <laughs> i've known uh i've known quite a few people that have had squirrels um as pets i've, I've known two that have had them as pets mm -hmm. and ev i've known a few people that have had them to gotten them as babies that have fallen out of the nest mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then rehab them and then taken them either release them or taken them to rehab centers like wildlife centers they have yep. some in Calabasas, they Thousand Oaks, um, to rehab these these baby squirrels and let them go. Mm -hmm. um, I've never known anybody to get them, you know, from from breeders or from black market or, or what. I'm sure there's a market for everything, but um, no, everybody because there's so many here. Um, everybody seems to find them falling out of the nest or okay. maybe babies that were attacked by cats or. Or dogs mm -hmm. is a common thing. So they find them wounded and they rehab them. I've had quite a few people that have uh, actually asked me, knowing that I have a squirrel, asked me to, what do I do? And I'm giving them advice and, and this and that from everything I've learned online and raising Sydney and from doctors. Um, 
that have asked me to take them in and help them. I can't, the thing with that is I've, I've rehab helped rehab one squirrel or helped one squirrel go to the vet. She had teeth issues. Mm. Um, she was a sweetheart, but she had other issues going on. I couldn't bring her home to Sydney um, because male squirrels are notoriously territorial. So okay. bringing a, a little female squirrel in um, would not sit well with him. Mm. Yeah. Another squirrel That's is a pet or, um, you know, rehabbing squirrel. He's male squirrels are not, you know, not the most mm. uber social, uh, animals. It's amazing that he's so social with you then. That's great. Oh, it's with me. It's a different story. I'm, yeah. I'm mom, I'm dad. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm just everything. And I've tried different pets too. I've tried, um, different animals to hopefully that he would take to, um, I've tried, I've gotten a rat and cause I figured a rat would be close when he was young. I got a rat. Um, that didn't work out too well. I got a gerbil or no, a, a hamster and that didn't work out. I mean, it didn't work out bad, but it just didn't, you know, Sydney could care less about the hamster. He could care less about the rat. He actually got aggressive with the rat. Mm. Um, so I had to, had to release the rat, but he, uh, yeah, he, I've tried a couple different animals. It, he would be good with a kitten. Um, he would actually do well with a kitten that holds the strongest for him, but I haven't gotten him a kitten yet. So just, he's an only child, I think. So. <laughs> he is an only child. So I was yeah. an only child. So he's an only child. I feel his pain. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I try to try to make sure he has the best, you know, best life that he can possibly have right now I, I think he has it pretty good i'd like to believe yeah does he um get along with other people that he meets or is it um just you you said he's um, the maintenance it, guy can can other people meet him and say hello it takes that's a good question it takes him a while mm -hmm. to warm up to to different people so yep that's fair it's because he is you know by himself most of the time he's not super socialized i try to bring friends with dogs you know that um so he can see the dog and you know put the dog in the patio slowly incorporate the dog like so he gets used to more animals more socialization um more energy around him where he gets more comfortable so he's gotten more comfortable but as far as with people most people, it takes him months and months and months to even let them touch him without him mm -hmm. reacting. Um, he's bitten a few people. He uh, he bit my girlfriend the first time she tried to touch him or pet him. And that was after maybe a month. Yep. And nine months later, um, he's finally allowing her to give him love. And um, so she can walk in and just you know, hey, Sid, and just give him love. He loves it. He takes it and um, totally comfortable. So it, it takes him quite a while, but he does warm up to people. Yeah, That's fair. Ferrets are the same pretty much with lots of them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, they will allow pats, but if my mother, for example, picked up one of them, they'll be chilling around and patting her on the hand because they can feel that she's anxious. Yes. And so they'll be like, I can boss this lady around. And yep. <laughs> yeah. And also they just get scared by random people picking them up. But with us, it would be a lick on the face. So 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, that, he's uh, Sydney is is uh, super analytical and intuitive. Like he, mm. somebody that comes in and their energy's off, he can sense that. He will literally give them the side eye. He'll cock his head, <laughs> give them the side eye, and want nothing to do with them. And uh, he's so analytical. He just watches everything that goes on. And, and if something's out of whack or out of place, um, he wants nothing to do with it. Like he's a very good judge of uh, judge of character and and uh, very reactive off your energy. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, I want to backtrack a little bit. What's hibernation yeah. like for him? Like, does he actually sleep the whole time, or is it just less activity? Okay, no his his hibernation is you know not like we think hibernation like a bear or something like that where they just they're out for months. He, in winter, I mean, in fall and winter, he will become less social. He will be out hardly at all. He'll mm-hmm. sleep a lot. He'll sleep most of the day, which he does anyway. But um, there's times where he's not awake, he'll still just lay there. He doesn't want to come out. He'll make his nest more cush. He'll like start ripping up. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, he ripped my last comforter up, took the stuffing out of there. I put a cat bed out. He'll rip the cat bed just to get the stuffing. So I just buy him all natural stuffing, you know, and uh, I know when it's that time. So he'll build this awesome little hut and he'll just pack it full of stuffing and and stuffed animals and everything he can. And um, his hair will get so thick. It, It literally looks like he's gained like almost a third of his weight. (laughs) um his hair will get so thick and he'll grow like i call it little werewolf ears like he'll grow hair out the back of his ears and the top of his ears and um he'll want nothing to do with anybody he will not eat tropical fruit anymore he won't eat like but i don't give it to him because that's not natural for a squirrel in hibernation to find you know mangoes or like tropical stuff so it's not his body doesn't digest that as well either like his metabolism shifts in the winter and during hibernation where he likes more kind of rough greens and more nuts and more uh stuff like that as opposed to you know juicy watery fruits and different uh tropical things he'll stay with like the harder foliage and and rough stuff and he's not very social and even with me just sitting here like he might come out and i'll give him love like i'll pet him doesn't want to be pet like I start mm-hmm. petting him and he'll like go back in his house and it's just, you know, it becomes a little butthead in the, in the winter. And, um, and that lasts for, you know, till he just came out of hibernation about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And when he comes out of hibernation, I'll notice he'll stay out of his house longer. He'll come up and want to play more. Like he won't want to play at all in hibernation. I mean, playing with ducks and okay. stuffed animals, it's just, he's not having it. He just wants to be, you know, recluse, <laughs> which is cool. So he'll start coming out more, start playing more, um, start coming around me more. And then his hair will just shed. So mm-hmm. like he'll jump on me and there's just a clump <laughs> of fur and I'm sneezing. And it's like, so he'll like everywhere he goes, he's just shedding like crazy. And mm-hmm. you'll see just as you saw on his Instagram, like you'll see, these this patterning where his like he'll have patches of new super soft fur and then the rest is just like a bush of fur and it's just he'll start dropping his fur 
and uh, start coming out more. And then all of a sudden it's just boom, fur is gone, wants to eat grapes, wants to eat citrus stuff. And uh, all of a sudden he's just everywhere. He's running around, he's playing, he's outside, he's doing his thing. Um, hibernation, he's just, yeah, you can't even find him. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of cool. Like, it is. It's, it's different. It, it tripped me out the beginning. Uh, the beginning, the first hibernation. I'm like, dude, this dude is. He's not coming out. I'm like, I literally <laughs> had to touch his his uh his little nest, like where he slept. Just, I literally have to like push the bottom of his nest just to make sure he was still in there and he's still moving because I would never see this guy. And um, and then once spring hits, I mean, he's good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Um, so we're nearing the end of the interview. So is there anything that you know about squirrels that might surprise listeners that we haven't already mentioned or anything you'd like to say? About um, let's see. Anything about squirrels. Number one, it surprised me, and I think it surprised everybody how much of a love bug he is. Mm. That he wants to will grab my hand and want to have his stomach rub, like when he goes to bed, <laughs> or he'll have to hug. And mm. um, he he's such a lover, and that surprised me more than anything. And um, mm. besides that, it's uh, it's just amazing watching him do his thing. I mean, there's you know he does have to chew stuff up like you would think a squirrel would. He does hide stuff. Um, when when I moved, he does get nobody likes moving, but when I moved, <laughs> he would not sleep anywhere else but in between my pillows <laughs> for weeks because mm. for him to adjust and him to adapt, he would have to sleep between my pillows until he felt comfortable finding a bed of his own. And that's another thing that I never, never would have guessed, but he switches beds maybe every three months, every four months. Like he just, he'll have his nest at the top of his cat habitat or wherever. He'll make that nest awesome. And I uh, just spend so much time on it. So comfy out of nowhere. I'll come home. I'll look for him. I'm like, Sid, he'll be, you know, across the room and has the blanket and the pillow tucked over the blanket and he's made a little nest in the blanket in the corner <laughs> of the couch or like on the corner of my bed, he'll rip the stuffing out and make like a little nest underneath the comforter of my bed. Like he has to switch his house and his nest every few months. So I don't know okay. if that's a regular squirrel thing, but that kind of surprised me. Um, he just gives it up and then you could put another bed out for him, but he'll have to on his own time, you know, be comfortable there mm -hmm. and make his own nest. Do you know many other people with squirrels? Like, how does it compare to other squirrels? Do you know? Um, the biggest difference is his demeanor. Okay. I've known people with baby squirrels and with, uh, you know, a couple year old squirrels, and they are what you would think a squirrel would be like, kind of like Ice Age. They are all <laughs> over the place. They cannot sit still. They, I mean, they're running all over and around and down you and like, just everywhere sid is complete opposite mm. he will come out chill on the edge of the couch chill on the corner of his platform lay on his stomach want to be pet he's just chilling like he'll literally go outside sunbathe lay on the the mat outside in the <laughs> sun and just relax he's never had that temperament where he's just all over the place and crazy so 
that's what I would think a squirrel would be like is that all over the place, crazy energy. He is so relaxed and just kicks it. And that's surprising. That's very surprising for Sid, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so probably final question, unless I think of something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other than Ice Age, do you know anything with squirrels in it that you'd recommend to the listeners? Or was, squir- was Ice Age what you were thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> um, anything with squirrels that I would recommend. Um, I don't know too many things with squirrels, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, it's With Sid, it's just been kind of a learning as I go because he Mm. is different. Um, I've watched, you know, different, uh, different YouTube videos. I don't remember which ones. This is a long time ago. Um, but, uh, watch them and he was nothing, nothing like them. So it's just, Mm, it's kind of like every child, every child has a different temperament, different personality. And so it's just been bobbing and weaving with understanding him and his personality and, um, just adjusting to what makes him comfortable, what he likes, and just figuring that out as I go, you know? Mm. Yeah. The only squirrel thing I could think of really other than Ice Age was um, in that movie Rat Race, if you remember that one. I think it's like 97. I've never seen that, no. Um, It's like all these people racing around America for a few million dollars, I think it was, and they're trying to get there. And there's this one scene where these two characters, they're lost in the – out, it's not the outback, whatever you call it, the countryside. And um, they pull up to this lady who's selling squirrels at the side of the road. And she's like, very, you got to buy a squirrel. You can have this one. It does all these tricks. And, but that was not for sale because that's my oh, favorite wow. one. And she's just like trying to sell these squirrels. And um, they're like, no, no, that's fine. We don't need a squirrel. And they're like, take some squirrel food just in case you see a squirrel. And it's like, all right. And um, they ask her finally for the directions. And she's oh yeah you just go down here and down there and you know follow the signs and the signs lead them over a cliff and as they're going down the cliff there are these signs that say one word at a time down the cliff and it says you should have bought a squirrel and it's just like (laughs) they land on this pile of other cars that she's like sent that way because (laughs) they didn't buy a squirrel from her so I like that (laughs) that's the only or Beatrix Potter that's the other thing I could think of with a squirrel in it but do you um, know English. Uh, do you know anybody in uh, in Australia that has squirrels, pet squirrels? Uh, they're illegal here. Yeah. Okay. We don't have any squirrels naturally, and so really they're imported. Yeah. There's no squirrels down there. Wow. No, nope, no. Nope. So I was very excited when I saw squirrels when I went to Europe. <laughs> like wow, years that's ago. that's amazing. I never knew that. I was okay. so excited. Just seeing them running like. Oh in yeah, the trees they're, they're amazing. Like, that is amazing. And then I saw the red squirrels in Scotland and I was even more impressed. So. Yes. I've seen those. I've seen, uh, you know, here, cause Sid is a Southern California tree squirrel. Um, okay. so it's just funny seeing the difference where it's like ground squirrels, even, uh, you know, same area are just, they're like gray with white mm. spots and super fast, totally different talking, uh, everything. And, um, and then you go to the East Coast and it's like black squirrels, red squirrels. Like it's it's mm. so different. Yeah. Yes. And I've never known anyone with a squirrel and I haven't met anyone online with a squirrel either. So this is good. Well, now you have. <laughs> I have. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched, um, there are some, um, I guess, nature rehabilitators that I look at. So, but they're not pet squirrels. They're just. Yeah 
rehabilitated. So they're really good. And see when you watch those, those, uh, those rehab videos or people that, you know, wildlife camps and this and that, Mm. um, their temperament, look at those squirrels, like the majority of them are super energetic or have that, you know, just bouncing just darting. Yeah. Darting everywhere. It, it is totally not like that. He's just like a cat. He reminds me the the closest likeness is to a cat, a house cat. He's learned yeah. because of his lack of feet probably, but yeah. <laughs> Funny. Okay. So how can people find Sid or you online? You've got two things that you'd like to tell me about, I think. Oh yeah. Sid, uh, Sid has, I have an Instagram for him. Um, I have it private, but anybody that would like to see it is more than welcome to, to, uh, you know, request and, um, and I'll prove it. It's Sid vicious S Y D V I C I O U S 2019 spelled out in the, the numbers 2019. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a picture of Sid up there with the lamb chop <laughs> and, uh, that's his Instagram. I love posting up there just, uh, you know, I get comments like, I love seeing pictures of him. It makes me happy or, you know, um, just to show people, you know, little glimpse into our, our daily life. Like this is, uh, yeah. it's my, my daily get down with the squirrel. So with my baby. And I then, really like um, the bits of him, um, scratching himself without his back feet. It's like, Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> it, it is. It's to me. I'm like, Oh, poor babe. Cause a lot of the nervous itching is it's, I mean, it's nervous itching. A lot of the itching. where he's not actually itching it's just like the movement and uh that reaction and and uh when i'm told a lot of squirrels get that like they (laughs) they itch out of like nervous reaction oh that's a shame not so cute then i know (laughs) okay i'll change my my opinion the next cutest video was him in a plant pot with his little back feet like wiggling around like that was really (laughs) cute Cause he can't, I mean, the, the pots out here, the planters out here are just a little bit high and awkward <laughs> for him. So he'd like, he can get in, but it's so cute. Cause he'll hide a nut and his back feet are just like dangling over. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah, very cute. And you had another website that you said you'd like to mention. Um, uh, yeah, my website is Nascent, N-A-S-C-E-N-T dot L-A. And mm-hmm. what that is, it's my website for energy healing. I do Reiki. I do chakra balancing, subconscious belief code clearing. Um, I work a lot on Sid, which I know plays a part. I do, uh, I do chakra balancing. I do Reiki on him all the time. And I know that definitely plays a part. So that's my website. I work with, um, work with quite a few animal clients, a lot of dogs. I work remote, um, you know, distance from here to Australia. It doesn't mean anything when it comes to energy. So Okay. I uh, I have quite a few clients that are that are animals. And I love hmm. helping animals. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much for talking with me. I better head off. I've got work I have to go to. But thank you so much for taking the time. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you like me and like learning about different people's pets, and that I asked the questions that you wanted to hear. Um. If you'd like to be able to have more input into the questions that I ask our guests, come on over to the Facebook group or join the membership program and I'll be asking more direct questions in there. Um, Yeah, the membership program has all sorts of little extras that come out, um, extra episodes, extra um, 
extra engagement, extra photos, extra tips, extra chats. Um, so yeah, I hope to see you over there. If you have any ideas for episodes or if you'd like to volunteer to come on, let me know. Send me an email at stolenourheartspodcast at gmail.com. I'll talk to you next week.